Welcome to the next episode of the Titan Truth Podcast. Uh, I am your co-host, Quentin Phillips, and, and to help break everything down for all pop culture, pop topic discussions, and of course, Godzilla vs. Kong, is our co-host, Tristan Phillips. And how are you doing this week? Doing good, Matt. How are you? I am doing well. I could not be doing better, Tristan. Uh, this is the week we have been anticipating for about a year and a half, we have been waiting since the original release that was supposed to be November for our boys Kong and Godzilla. Man, I, I am so excited. And it's finally happened. Here we are on the other side of the epic match. <laughs> yes. And it's like they knew that we were going to be watching this, Tristan. They had the human characters discuss podcasts for half of it. It really felt like it was our zone. Yeah, I think it was our podcast they're referencing to, I think. Yeah. yeah, as soon as I watched the movie, I went straight to my podcasting. I just went to my podcasting app and checked if that was the name of a podcast. And it's not yet, but I'm sure someone's making that one soon. We should. Yeah, let's change this to Titan Truth Podcast. Yeah, exactly. Let's tell you the truth about Titans. That's right. I, I do think that's a pretty cool name. I like it. It is. Yeah. So, we have a few news to discuss, but honestly, we'll shove them at the end. You guys are all here to listen to our discussion of the best film of 2021, right, Trust? It's my favorite so far, that's no joke. Uh, well, it's, it's my second favorite. If we're, included, if we're including Judas and the Black Messiah, I do really like that. But if we're not, uh, no. yeah, if we're not including that, then definitely this, yeah. But I doubt it's better than this one, there's no way. <laughs> That's true, that's true. I doubt it. Uh, I really liked this movie, man. What were your thoughts? Were you a big fan? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I think this is one of those super rare franchises that gets better and better and better. Every installment was better than the last, in my opinion. And that's, I that's what I would say. I don't know if you agree with that, but it, it's weird, man. I got more and more excited each time I watch one of these. I'm the exact same way. Uh, yeah, there's people that I know I've already seen and I've discussed this movie with. And they strongly disagree with that statement. But I genuinely think it has gotten better and better. Godzilla 2014 is yeah. my least favorite. Then Kong oh, yeah. Skull Island. Then King of the Monsters. And this is the best one, man. For sure. And I know, look at the Rotten Tomatoes scoring. Um, I believe this is the highest one by far. And then I think it's Godzilla, the first one. Then Kong. And then Godzilla King of the Monsters was very poorly reviewed. People did not like that movie. Yeah, certainly. people hate that movie. Yeah, me and you liking it is a very hot take. I think it's because of the mom. The mom is one of the most annoying characters I've ever seen in the movie ever. Yeah. And she died in that one. So she's not in this one, which yeah. apparently makes it better. Well, also, I just think, yeah, all the humans in that one suck. Like, uh, I'll admit that. But it has the most action. It, it's freaking great. Yeah, exactly. And this one here, as far as the human storyline goes, I there's two different human storylines going on. One of them didn't care for the other one. I thought it was pretty solid. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, I thought the storyline of the little girl and her relationship with Kong worked really freaking well. That's the human story yeah. that we want. Easily the best storyline we've had in any of these movies so far. The only one I've actually cared about. Every other one, I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. And People claim that the Godzilla one was supposed to be the best one, apparently. I fell asleep twice watching the movie. It took me three days to get through it, but I kept falling asleep. Yeah, I never fell asleep to it, but... I definitely didn't think the characters, the human characters were good in that. No. No, I think that's for sure the weakest one. This one was amazing, though. Godzilla yeah. vs. Kong absolutely delivered. We don't want to get too 
spoiler here, though, right? So we're also not going to talk about who wins the fight or anything like that. Oh, we can do, like, a quick spoiler section for, like, five minutes at the end. But, yeah, let's try and keep most of the discussion non-spoiler. Yeah. yeah. I think. So we won't, we won't reveal any of the twists and turns that go on. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was I great. I think there was a little more action. In all, if I had one critique, I was wanting there to be more fighting in general. Yeah. There wasn't a pathetic amount, like, in both Godzilla and Kong Skull Island that had a pathetic amount of fighting. And the fight scenes were better than the fight scenes in Godzilla King of Monsters. There just weren't as many as there were in Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there was less action, but the action that was there was really good. Like, there was some camera movements and shots that were just so exciting. I thought it was a really fun film. But honestly, I was just grinning from ear to ear, and I don't even have access to movie theaters. I watched it from home, and I still just loved it yeah i watched it in a theater with a big old thing of popcorn and it was amazing it was awesome yeah i right. absolutely loved it i haven't been back in the theaters for a long time yeah I go back with a movie like this this one was super exciting to see in theaters this yeah. one definitely want to watch in theaters if you can and if you can't hopefully be in theaters whenever theaters do open up so you can go back and watch it again in theaters because i would totally go on like a tuesday with like six bucks to go see a movie I would totally watch this one again in theaters. I thought it was awesome. I definitely am going to watch, like, if I ever get the chance to watch it in theaters, I want to, because I just had a blast at home, so I'm stoked to see it in a theater. But it's just a fun film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was awesome. I thought it was really, really great. Yeah. Uh, even Welling Even Welling ended up watching it. He uh, took a break from movies for, like, half a year, and uh, even he ended up watching it, so... I'm not surprised. Welling likes it. Welling, Welling's a man of culture. He appreciates... Uh, a big lizard fighting a gorilla as much as anyone else does. Yeah, but uh, he he hates King of the Monsters, so I didn't think he was going to watch this one. I didn't think That's he cared true. anymore. Very much didn't like King of the Monsters. Yeah, he strongly hated. It. I think he had it in his bottom ten for 2019. I don't think it was that low. Like, he didn't have it. Well, well, that. he had it in the 50s out of 65, right? So it could, yeah, it could have been like bottom 15 or something. Um, did you like this one though? I think he liked it more. Than, he gave it a higher score than me on Letterboxd. He, he loved it. He was like, yeah, this is what we want, baby. I was like, fucking right, Alex. Yeah, I think that he probably agrees with most of, the, uh, most of the critics out there. You know what I mean? Seem to think, a lot of people seem to think this is the best of the franchise. That seems very common. You know, people who didn't like Godzilla, King of the Monsters, they, they very much liked this one. Yeah. And I think it's because it's. It, they, I do think they fixed a lot of the things that people didn't like. Me and you don't like the slow burn crap that was godzilla 2014 and a lot of people like welling and a lot of people hated king of the monsters because every human character was unrootable and they were half the story while this yeah, time all around, the characters yeah. suck in that one like I, yeah. I genuinely hated the mother of that movie and i don't hate movie characters often i really really hated that character yeah same and the fight scenes they did have from my memory i thought they were pretty good at the time i heard other people saying apparently the fight scenes were really choppy uh, the fight scenes a little bit of watts. Like the camera angles weren't always great. Like the fights themselves, you didn't see fluid monsters just smacking monsters. Yeah, in the face. yeah, I remember monsters hearing it was choppy. Back. I mean, there were more yeah. like like seventeen different shots for like five seconds worth of the fights, and the camera kept moving randomly for no reason. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's um, what I heard as well. Yeah, and I never rewatched King of the Monsters, but I do think if I ever did. I might notice it more. I do think King of the Monsters was a special moment for me. It was the very first Godzilla or Kong movie I saw in theaters. Like, I never saw... Uh, when I actually watched that the way God intended it to be, on a laptop in an airport waiting for my flight. So I didn't have the same experience. <laughs> yeah, so I watched uh, I watched it in the theaters, and it was my first, like, monster movie in the theater, and it was just such a cool 
like it got me pumped, man. So I love King of the Monsters, but this one, God, God, Godzilla vs Kong, was actually my first one to watch in theaters. My first one to movie in theaters, man. Um, which is a hell of one to start good. off with. I'm going to see all the rest of them from now on in theaters for sure. Unless there's another pandemic or something, I'm going to catch the rest right. of these. And see. Yeah, and speaking of the pandemic, uh, you probably heard this news, Tristan, but this is the number one movie to come out of the pandemic. Um, like, does that have the total highest revenue so far, or is it just the best opening? Best opening. So in the first three days, it made almost $10 million in the first three days. Plus, it was already, plus it's on Warner Brothers right now. But Yeah, that's true. That's pretty impressive. That's what's crazy about it. It beat every movie that has come out in the last year uh, for the well, first, like, first opening. I know um, this didn't have a big opening, but a uh, Cruise New Age absolutely is crushing it in theaters. Yeah, it keeps it picking up on that. for 17 weeks in a row, baby. Yeah. 17 weeks. Yeah, no, Cruz is doing great. Um, but I, I've i seen a lot of people point out that Nolan and Warner Brothers really thought Tenet was going to be the one to open up movie theaters. But it seems like a movie like this is really what's making movie theaters come back. Like, a lot of people have seen this I also think it's, though, it's not just... This is a movie for sure, right? A lot of people... This is a movie seen in theaters. I think this has more curb appeal than Tenet does. Uh, just because everyone knows Godzilla, everyone knows Kong, there's two of them fighting. How can you not love that? Tenet, you have to explain, oh, it's a Christopher Nolan film, it's going to be weird, time twisty action film. And, you know, that's not for everyone. But I also think it's the time period it came out in. Mm-hmm. Right? We have vaccines out now. New York and Los Angeles are both open now. Neither one of them were open when Tenet came out. You know what I mean? I think we're, we're, at the, we're in the, the sunset era here, the pandemic, hopefully, where, you know, we can see the horizon. We, see, we can see the light on the other side and a... Uh, I think people are at this point more willing and ready to go out. Maybe some people have the vaccine. You know, big theaters, I mean, big markets for theaters are not open, unlike they were um, back when Tenet came out. So I think it's both. I don't think it's just the movie. This movie came out in the fall. I don't think it'll be having a $10 million opening. There's no yeah. way. I, I, agree with the, I agree with you with the timing. And uh, the only reason why people are compared to Tenet is because they kept saying, this is a movie that's going to reopen movie theaters. But I do think the bigger comparison is Wonder Woman, which didn't do so well. And Well, it, it did surprisingly decent, but compared to Godzilla vs. Kong, it's crazy how a movie from the DC comics, people love superhero movies, but uh, I'm just proud that the MonsterVerse did so well for its opening week. That's true. But also, once again, though, a, uh, Los Angeles wasn't open at the time, and the vaccine, I don't think the vaccines were out yet. The vaccines were made, but they weren't verified, and no country was assuming vaccines at the time. So even though it was only a couple months ago, we have them so far in those couple months. Through this pandemic, so a uh, it really even though it's a few months back, we're in, we're in a new spot where we were back in December. And also, I know I think it helps that this one has great reviews, the most highest reviewed in the franchise. Where Wonder Woman had very mixed reviews, right? And it's not as good as the first one. But uh, but for opening weekend, Wonder Woman started with a lot of positive reviews. That's true. You're right there. That, that's most definitely true. Yeah, so they both um, came in with very positive reviews. Godzilla vs. Kong in the first two days had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that was wild. That's hilarious. Yeah, who would have thought that would ever happen? Now, obviously, that's not the case anymore, but... In all fairness, in all fairness, how can you not like... Rotten Tomatoes is just whether you like it or whether you don't. Not if it's a perfect movie or not. Yeah. How can you not like this movie? Who's thumbing down this movie? Like, like what asshole who watches this movie goes, nah, I didn't like it. Like, who the hell is doing that? I don't know. Uh, this was everything I wanted it to be. It was just fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the opening shot of Kong waking up, it was just like this beautiful music. And it was just like, you they know what they are. They know what this is. They're having fun. It's, it's a great movie. The one thing I realized so quickly was 
I never seen the trailers, right? Obviously, I just right. seen them. Uh, I, I do oftentimes go back and watch those afterwards, but I haven't yet. Um, I believe that wasn't there a line in the trailer that said "Let them fight." Wasn't that a quote in the trailer? Maybe I'm not too sure. I saw the trailer once. Because uh, that was I was waiting for that line in the movie to "Let them fight," and I never heard that line happen in the actual movie. Uh, the only line I not... remember from the trailer that I was waiting for for the movie was "Kong bows to no one" because it was such a meme. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, that's true. That's a good one. Yeah, so um, when the guy was like, so when the two titans meet together, who bows to who? And then the girl just looks at him super serious, and she goes, Kong bows to no one. Like, that's her answer. It was great. Yeah, man, the movie was so good. I loved it so much, man. Yeah, no, I, I had a blast. Uh, literally, when the movie was almost over, I was thinking to myself, this might be a movie I might buy on, like, Blu-ray or 4K or something. And, like, if I oh, had a kid, absolutely. like, I would watch this with my kid. Like, I feel like this would be such a fun family film. Like, it's epic. It's exciting. Like, I got excited. I, I want to show this to Andrea. She refused to watch it, but I, I need to... Why did you refuse to watch it? This movie's fantastic. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, she doesn't like CGI monster stuff. She doesn't like superhero movies. She's not a big blockbuster person, I guess. But, um... Who knows? Uh, I might need to slowly convert her. She uh, watched Jaws recently, and she liked it, so she might start liking the monsters. We'll see. Yeah, Jaws is awesome, though. There's no Godzilla. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Also, the scene that, like, Jaws and whatnot, also, correct me this in the trailer, and this might be some super light spoilers with the first 30 minutes of the movie or whatever. I saw the poster, this is a Chinese poster for Godzilla vs. Kong, right? And it shows them both underwater, and Godzilla grabbing Kong by the throat, and Kong punching Godzilla underwater, yeah. right? And I thought it was a cool-looking poster. I actually thought that was just, like, a, a, a cool-looking poster that wasn't super relevant to the movie. I wasn't expecting it to be an actual underwater fight between the two of them. Like, was that... I didn't. I'm sure people looked at the poster and went, oh, that might actually be a thing. I thought I even actually think the company made that poster. I thought it was like a fan art that just like got really popular and was trending online because it just looked really cool. Yeah. But obviously, it really yeah. Cool. That, it was a Chinese poster, but it was. The original yeah. at least. It had the Chinese running. It was a Chinese poster, but it was. No, it, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. And but I didn't think it was, I, I, thought, I thought it was a cool picture. I didn't think it was actually. Yeah, and honestly, as soon as they started going underwater, I was like, "Oh shit, it's the poster!" I, I, literally, I instantly thought it was like, "Oh my!" <laughs> but it makes sense because all the other posters did show them on top of the air carrier above the water, so yeah. it makes sense. Oh, you know. Yeah. 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 Most people probably connect those dots. Yeah, I'm sure that. people kind of figured it out. Me and you aren't the brightest bulb that's on the tree, Drozd. And I was just watching the trailers. I'm sure in some of the trailers it shows a little more of that. It doesn't show them in the water. No, they didn't show that. Fair enough. Or at least I didn't notice. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of scenes of them on that carrier. Um, yeah, you're right. I think I saw that because, like, they, they, man, I was watching the UFC fights the week before, and they had this thing plastered all over the UFC fights, obviously, for marketing. So the trailer kept popping on. I kept trying to look away, but I was just saw a good amount of the, the trailer from that from that night. Yeah. But do you know what they didn't do though? So they advertised this movie for the UFC fights, right? Which makes perfect sense, right? Like. You know, the, the Venn diagram of people who watch UFC fights and people who want to watch Godzilla vs. Kong is basically just a circle, right? Like, it's pretty much all over. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. So what they would do is at the beginning of every fight, they go, this fight's sponsored by Godzilla vs. Kong, watching theaters, whatever day came out. And in the bottom corner, the trailer would pop up. Just no audio, just a trailer for, like, you know, a 30-second trailer or whatever. And then pop up in the bottom corner. But what they didn't do was in between two of the fights... 
Before every fight, you don't, do you watch fights at all, Quentin? No, I don't. The yeah, only so before every fight, the only fight. Or whatever, they always have a um, what's known as a tail of the tape, where it's just a picture, an image on screen where it shows one fighter on one side, one fighter on the other side, and in the middle it shows their stats, like their weight, their record, their arm reach, you know, maybe like you know, stats about them, right? So you go, know, oh, I think the betting odds, that kind of stuff. So you know, yeah. oh, I think this guy's going to win, that guy's win just before the fight starts, right? I kept waiting from in between fights to put up a mock tail of the tape between Godzilla and Kong. Where it's really like the arm, like the arm reach and the the the, the weight and the height and like the the stat records and it's just like God's like the belt because he's the king of the monsters and there's a like King Kong like boxing gloves on. I kept waiting for that to be the advertisement in the middle of the fights and it never came. Yeah, that was not a perfect opportunity for an advertisement right there. Yeah, it's definitely a missed opportunity. That that would have been pretty funny. It would have been hilarious. People would have been like tweeting about that all night. That would have been pretty hilarious. You're right. Yeah, they should have done that, especially because they already paid for all the promos. They should have just done that. Yeah, they already paid for it, so they should have done that instead. More people would have tweeted about that for sure. Everyone yeah. would have tweeted about who they have, Godzilla vs. Kong or whatever, you know what I mean? No, I agree. No, that's a good Big point. Big opportunity there, guys. That is true. Yeah, no, that would have been pretty funny. But uh, yeah, no, I thought it was a great film. Uh, I recommend to anybody that just loves blockbuster, action, garbage. I love this. It was my kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. This is a way better popcorn film than, like, Fast and the Furious are. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to watch, like, a stupid popcorn film in the theaters, these are the ones to go see. No, I agree. I agree. It seems like it's doing well. I hope it continues to do well so they make some more of these movies because I really do just like them. And I like, I know this was meant to come out in 2020, so it was only going to be a year apart, but I like the two years apart for each movie. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm not opposed to two years apart for each movie. I like that. Um, obviously, I think they should keep going in the summertime as a summer blockbuster. It feels most fitting season for it. Also, what are the, so we have Godzilla, so we have Kong. Any other big movie monster that we're missing that we could add to this franchise? Or, like, I don't know any other personally, but uh, do you know any other big movie monsters that could possibly be added to this, to this franchise? Or is this pretty much it? Well, for the MonsterVerse, it would just be kaiju monsters, wouldn't it? Um, It would be weird if they, like, threw... Some other is monster. Not, I mean, is King Kong like an official kaiju monster, though? He's in the kaiju universe, because there is an old Godzilla vs. King Kong movie. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that was like, a legitimate thing, but it was sort of like, a thing they did it for fun one time. I'm sure they did it for fun. Like, Yeah, it isn't actually part of the kaiju, but it's still part of the universe, because there was an original Godzilla vs. Kong that is part of the kaiju collector set. Like, that's one of the movies, right? Yeah, I know it's but also isn't it, correct me wrong, it's kind of just a term for a big monster. Is that is that like a I guess, but like it's yeah, it's part of the original franchise. So like I guess they could just do any random monster. But uh, I don't know. If they start going to like the fl- like the Puff Man from Ghostbusters, I think it might start to lose yeah, that's interest. True. I think at one point in time we might have heard a Pacific Rim crossover. I could be wrong on that. And that would make more sense, I guess. Like, as long as if it keeps, like, the serious tone for, like, how serious and badass-looking these monsters are for how ridiculous the story is. Like, I like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I wouldn't want, like, the blob from Monsters Aliens popping in here. <laughs> that's not like how that's your go-to comparison. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I kind of like the uh, the feel that these movies have. I think it's perfect right now. Now... I heard that Mothra might return, so I can see like a Godzilla vs. Mothra movie, because that's a You clearly know movie. nothing, Clinton. Godzilla won't fight Mothra, that's his girlfriend. <laughs> well, 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 it'd be a new Mothra, right? Is it? 
Well, there are uh, there apparently like news articles in the film. You can see that there is uh, a Mothra egg. So there's going to be like a new Mothra. Oh, wait, is that Godzilla's child then? <laughs> that, that, that makes it interesting. Um, they do have, a, I'm pretty sure one of the kaiju movies is Son of Godzilla, isn't it? So maybe I know Son of Kong was for sure a movie. So maybe, yeah, maybe they're just bringing back all of the kaiju movies. There's still going to be Mecha Kong, right? That has to be a movie. Is Mecha Kong a thing? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mecha Kong is a thing. I never heard of Mecha Kong. Uh, it's not as popular, obviously, as like Mothra or Mecha Godzilla, but um, Mecha Kong, it's there, and I think that'd be a fun one to do. Also, I'm just a big Kong yeah. fan, so any versions of Kong, I'm hyped about. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, if they do like Godzilla vs Kong, like just the same two, and, and, like they could do another one of those in like five years, and I'll be stoked. I don't care. I miss though, but we already know who's winning the rematch. That's true, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I think everyone walked away happy with this, so I hope they continue doing the MonsterVerse. They said that this might potentially be the last one, like end with Kong vs. Godzilla, but if people are loving it, uh, I think they kind of got the format now. I'm, I'm, If they just make the same thing, like uh, have a few cooler-looking fights, stuff like that, I'm good to go. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, I, I'm easy to please. I, I honestly think this is going to be one of the few movies I, I'm going to get for 2021. Like, I, I really like this movie. I would I would rewatch it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, Jews in the, yeah, like Jews in the Black Messiah, definitely better made film. I enjoyed it more. But uh, Kong vs. Godzilla, that's going to be way more rewatchable. I'm going to buy that one first. I'm stoked for that. Yeah, what about the Snyder cut? You getting that one when it comes? I saw the Steelbook case for that already online. Oh, is there? I didn't realize that they were having a physical copy for it. I it might have been a mock-up, but I thought they were talking like it was official. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's legit or not, but if it is, uh, well, I haven't actually seen it yet, so I don't that's know. That's true. Oh, we haven't seen the movie yet. See, it would make sense if they would do a physical release for this, only you know, a while after the movie's already out, so everyone who wants to watch it has to wait to be able to watch it. Um, only because it's supposed to be like a, a thing for the fans, right? An odd to the fans. I think a lot of fans would want like a collector's or like steelbook case or collector's edition of this on Blu-ray or 4K. So, you know, I mean, you think it would sell pretty well since this is like an ode to the fans, right? And you think a lot of fans would really want something like that. That's fair. No, that's fair. Unless they want to keep it as an exclusive. Yeah, but you know, like, after like, a year of it being an exclusive, anyone who wanted to watch or had a remote interest in watching it already paid for one month subscription to watch it. You're right, which is why I think that might not be, like, that might just be a mock-up, because this is way too early to announce that they're releasing it physically. You're right, that's true. That's, you're right, I agree. I, that, I thought it was a little too early also. Yeah. Um, but something that is interesting, Tristan, Justice League, they announced the stats for it. Do you know where I'm going here with the viewership for Justice League Snyder Cut? I heard about it, but I, I, I can't remember. So there's two stats here that they've voluntarily released, which is interesting. I think they might have actually wanted to hide this, but Zack Snyder's Justice League did not do as well as they were expecting it to do. Uh, 1.8 million people or households in the States watched it. So they had 1.8 million viewers for the film. Once again, uh, there's a bit of a caveat because it's households, not people. And it's HBO Max. It's only in America. I feel like... 
That's why the numbers seem much bigger for Netflix and Disney because they have the world. So, you know, yeah, HBO right. Max should get on that because only well, America. Does this, does this count the Crave people? Because I know the movie is on Crave. That's true. Uh, that's a good point. I don't know if they count those stats. Uh, but I, typically also, when you talk about domestic box office, it does include both America and Canada. So I think it only counts like the HBO Max service because they're the ones that announced it. Just to be safe, we'll assume it's just America, but it could be including Crave. If that's the case, that's even worse. Yeah, but... well, if it doesn't include Crave, add an extra 30 people to this number, and then you got the Crave <laughs> The 30 viewers. Woo! Um, so 1.8 million viewers watched the Zack Snyder cut, which was way less than Wonder Woman. So Wonder Woman 1984 did much better on HBO Max. Plus, it was in theaters, and this one isn't. And the big interesting stat here is only 36%. So one-third of the viewers watched the whole thing. Only one-third of the people who hit play watched the whole thing, eh? Yeah. Now, it is a four-hour movie, so it could be people that after two hours in were like, okay, I'll watch the other two hours in like a month. Uh, this is a lot of commitment. So it is a lot. Yeah, movie. I think that was a lot of people... I also, one thing about this movie that I'm not surprised it didn't do so good is, is uh, like, talk to anybody who's not plugged in online, who doesn't follow movies die hard, who isn't a big movie buff, or isn't super crazy about DC movies and a, a DC fan. And you ask them, yo, you heard about the Snatter Cut? And they go, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? You go, oh, you hear about this new Justice League movie coming out? Like, no, they're making a sequel? Well, it's not a sequel. It's more of like a re-edit of the, the one that came out three years ago. Oh, I didn't watch that one, but I heard it suck. I mean, unless you're really plugged into this, nobody knows about this. Like, people online think this is a big deal and everyone's clowning religion, everyone's wanting this. There's a small vocal minority who even know what the hell this is, and even a smaller percent of people who actually wanted this, right? The majority of people never heard about this. The majority of people never even wanted this. The majority of people heard or maybe watched the old Justice League, thought it sucked ass, and don't, don't want to spend four hours watching the exact same movie because they don't understand the difference. Right? I'm not surprised this didn't do well. If you ask any layman, any person who's not super online, they're not going to know what you're talking about. And they sure as hell don't care about what you're talking about. But on the flip side, so that's the reason why it's only down to 1.8 million. But it's crazy that you would think that out of that 1.8 million, the ones that knew about it, knew what they were going into, knew that this was the Snyder movie, the big remake that they've all been wanting... With the one-third percent, that would be close to 600,000 people watch the whole thing. Less than a million. Yeah, those, those 600,000 are, are, that's, those are the people who actually wanted it, right? <laughs> the other, the other 1.2 million, they just went on HBO Max with, oh, hey, Justice League. Yeah, I'll turn that one on. Why not? They hit play goes, this is, this is all right. They hit pause with, oh, shit, I got three and a half hours left of this. Nah, I'll go watch something else instead. You know what I mean? Like, like who's going to sit around for four hours of a movie if, one, you've already seen the original? They're, they're fairly, this is objectively better. I'm not saying it's not better. Uh, but they're fairly similar movies. I'm not surprised. It's a tough sell for people who just don't care that much on selling a four-hour movie of a, a remake of a really crappy movie that came out just three years ago. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and so because of its poor performance and the long path that took them to get to this film. Warner Brothers has announced that they are probably not going to continue with the Snyderverse. They're going to stick with the, the storylines that they've already committed to with the DCEU. They're going to, this was kind of like the send off of Snyder's vision for 
the DCEU. Well, they did come out and say that last week anyways, before we even got his number. They said from the right when we yeah. released, like, we're not doing the Snyderverse. Stop asking for that. It was ridiculous. You know, because this one movie has a one-off with the fans over Jack Snyder to finish his work, finish where he started. But we're not going to continue giving him all the movies for no reason, just because people want it. Yeah. And so it's funny how now that we have this number, uh, yeah, the 600,000 really seem like it's the vocal group of people because as we've we've discussed Restore the Snyder Cuts situation that happened a week ago and how it's the most tweeted hashtag ever, which is crazy. Uh, those 600,000 people really liked tweeting last week, Drist. But Yeah. yeah. Snyder fans are rabid. They are insane. Yeah, and... News early this week, Tristan, is they gave negative scores to Godzilla vs. Kong. I don't know if you heard this, Tristan. They gave negative scores to Godzilla vs. Kong. On Rotten Tomatoes, they would give it a rotten score, and then their review would go, hashtag restore the Snyder Cut, Warner Brothers, or we'll continue doing this. Like They were like ransoming other insane. movies they make. Look, I like I've seen everyone in Zack Snyder's movies. I think he's a pretty I think he's a good director. He has some real stinkers. He has some real good movies. I think he has a creative eye. I don't mind the guy. This isn't him. This is his fans are insane though. And not all of his fans, a small portion of his fans, but like that's that's crazy. Yeah, right? exactly. Someone else's work, another director who worked really hard on making that movie and, and shitting on it just because it's because it's not the same guy they want. I don't know. It's crazy to me. Yeah, and in fairness, yeah, this we say Zack Snyder fans, but out of the 600,000 Zack Snyder fans, it's probably like 2,000 that are doing this. Yeah, it, even if, like, who has time for this? Yeah. Like, look, yeah, I've seen all, like I said, I've seen all Zack Snyder's movies. I'll probably continue watching the rest of his movies. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not, I'm not going out there, sure, selling going to shit on other movies, especially not good movies, because, because, the, the production company didn't cave in to my will. People feel, I hate the entitlement. I hate how people feel so entitled. Warner Brothers owes you nothing. Yeah. I did think right? it was hilarious how last week we had the discussion with Restore the Snyderverse and you went on a good two minute rant about how you hate how entitled some of them are. And then as soon as I heard this story, I was like, oh, yeah, she hasn't got a point. They are pretty entitled. They're going to bomb other Warner Brother movies until they give them what they want. And the, the sad thing is, they already gave him. They're like, you know what? You're right. He he started this movie. Tragic accident happened, and he couldn't finish it because of that. It's not like he just quit or he got bored and didn't want to do it. Something truly tragic happened, and he he had to step away. Let's give him a shot. Let's let him fix up his movie. We give him a pretty reasonable budget to do so, and we, we put on HBO Max as an exclusive. People will like that, right? They they gave the, they threw the fans a bone. They gave people what they wanted, right? But they weren't freaking happy. They're never freaking happy. They're crazy. It's absolutely insane to me. It is true. They literally just got the movie they've been asking for for three years. It's right there. It is right there for yeah. you to watch it over and over. You got four hours of content. And not well, even and a they week. And a black and white version. So you can watch it again, but with slightly different coloring. You know, yeah. like, go for it. Watch it backwards for all I fucking care. Watch it two times the speed. It's on a streaming service. I don't know and also, why. If people think that Zack Snyder's never going to direct a DC movie again, come on. Zack Snyder directs a DC movie like once every five years. He's going to direct another one. Like, like, I don't think Zack Snyder will never direct a DC movie again. He's not going to be out of work because of this. He's still going to be working with Warner Brothers. Their relationship doesn't seem tarnished at all. It's not like Warner Brothers is kicking Snyder to the curb. You know what I mean? They're just not. They're just going to go with their current plans, not completely alter their plans that they've had set for years now, 
because a group of 600,000 people are whining about it. And honestly, uh, I, I'm not trying to hate on Snyder, but I kind of like the direction they're going. I liked Birds of Prey quite a bit, actually. It's one of my favorites. I think the original Wonder Woman's really good. They made a mistake with Wonder Woman 2, but it's fine. Shazam is fun. Aquaman, I haven't actually seen Aquaman, but I've Shazam heard it's really good. Yeah. Aquaman was pretty solid. The action movies, Aquaman is pretty solid. So I think DCU is kind of starting to get back into it. They, they kind of got the rhythm going, and I don't the blame... Joker was amazing. What? Joker was amazing. That's another recent DC movie that really killed Well, but DC, yeah, it's not part of the DCU, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joker's That's amazing. That's still part of the new direction, right? Of DC in general. Yeah, but I do like how I don't blame Warner Brothers for going. Well, we like Snyder as well. He sure will probably have him in a future project, but we kind of have a route we're going. We, we they kind of are getting love for Shazam and and Aquaman. Like people are starting to like their movies again. So let's keep that ball rolling. Yeah, and this new Suicide Squad movie, I've only seen the posters, but from what I see, it looks great. I'm real stoked for that one. Yeah, people are happy for that one. So they, they kind of like the direction they're going now. So I, I don't blame them for kind of wanting to stick into what they got right now. Um, no offense, but Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, those were dark times. Uh, let's avoid those. Well, is it all sudden for what people want to restore the air cut? Oh, I, 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 I thought that was just a joke. I don't. Uh, anybody that says that, I don't take them seriously. No way does people oh, want that. Yeah, no, no. I, I think that more serious than the restore the sound of that makes more logical sense than they're sort of in the side. I just think the story was... Once again, it would only cost 50 to $70 million to do it, not hundreds upon hundreds of million dollars to do it. You know what I mean? It will only, once again, be just a straight-to-streaming exclusive, not a big marketing push or anything. It makes more... The only reason why it doesn't make sense is because they're having a new Suicide Squad coming out already. If there wasn't a new Suicide Squad coming out this year, say there was no plans for new Suicide Squad, I can actually see them doing it. Because well, they're making a new Suicide Squad, I can't see them wanting to make another Suicide Squad. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. If this new Suicide Squad wasn't coming out, I could see it happening. Here's the difference. In my opinion. I, Snyder clearly had a vision. All the crew and stars saw the final product from 2017 and went, that's not what we were doing. Like, this is clearly far from what it was. And they really messed with the overall vision of the story. Um... I agree. They tampered with Ayer's Suicide Squad, but I don't think anybody from the crew or anything was like, yeah, no, this is vastly different. I think it's pretty similar. I think I, they, you're wrong. I'm, I don't know about the rest of the crew, but I know for sure Jared Leto said he filmed well over two hours of footage. There's an entire entire movie just of just Joker content in there, and he was in it for about 10 minutes in the movie. So yeah, I I, I'm, sure, I'm sure there was more Joker stuff, but um, I'm also sure Jared Leto is just saying that to save face because his... I believe him. It doesn't mean I like him as a Joker. I don't like him as a Joker in general. I do believe him. I don't think he's lying about it. But I, I, I think they feel a crap ton of Joker stuff. And none of it went in the cut. I'm I don't sure. really like Jared Leto as a Joker. Yeah. There's crazy Snyder fans. I don't know who's crazy for Suicide Squad. I don't think there's any money in that. Um. Well, clearly there's no money in the Snyder cut either. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, people that are crazy about Snyder, still they couldn't pull it out. So... That's a good point. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. the The thirty people from Crave would be the thirty viewers for Suicide Squad's air cut. Uh, but I will be watching the Suicide Squad Snyder cut soon. I just watched the original for the first time a few days ago, so I will be. What do you think of the original? Um, it's. I, I don't like it, but 
It's it's not very good. It's what I thought it was. Yeah, all the people hype well shitting on it, it kind of painted this image for me, and yeah, it didn't really fix it. Especially because I just watched Wonder Woman for the first time a few months ago. Uh, you can definitely tell a guy directed this movie because uh, there was the, the, the way they presented her Wonder Woman film was kind of like letting the fans know she's not a sex icon. She's a hero icon. And it was really awesome and cool how they presented her. Might be my favorite female-led superhero movie, which doesn't mean much because there's that in Captain America. But, or sorry, that in, yeah, that in Captain Marvel. But Justice League was like, oh, yeah, sure, she's a hero icon, but she's and a sex icon. Bruce Wayne walked out the plane and just, her ass and Bruce Wayne's face and the other side. Literally, insane. every shot of her was, like, on her ass. Like, it was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I didn't yeah. like and then, it. And then, you know, I don't know, I also saw comparison videos of just what the Amazonian costumes were in Wonder Woman compared to what they were in Justice League, the Amazonian costumes. Yeah. Um, they're completely, I didn't even, like, watching it, I didn't really know this, but they're completely different. They even see pictures beside one another. Yeah, uh, I didn't like it, but uh, it's exactly what, like I wasn't disappointed. It's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's the most generic uh, superhero movie. Yeah, it's literally know. like if I tell people I don't like superhero movies, that that's what I point out when I go. That's what I don't like yeah. in them. Like it's just hundred percent. It's super generic. The carbon it's generic the copy. It. Yeah, it's painfully generic. Yeah, I agree. So you know, I'm sure Snyder's gonna be better. I'll watch it soon. It's we'll most see. definitely better. Um, yeah, I'm. It's, 20, it's four hours. Yeah, yeah, I'm not expecting to love it, but uh, you know, I'm expecting to watch it. Oh, so. what it really is is that it's basically the, the, the same movie, but there's about five different origin stories in that movie, and that's the four hours. Well, yeah, uh, there you go. I guess. Zack Snyder, I'm sure it's good. Oh, what, what would you give it out of five, Tristan? What's your try and hype me up for it? I thought I thought all the backstories were really well done and really well told. Um, it also leads into like six different storylines, so they can go anywhere with that. This movie isn't that canon. If it was canon, they could do like six different storylines that this one leads into. I think DC is going to go with all the the above because um, it seemed crazy. Nice. But it, it's a good movie. It's most definitely a good one. Like I said, they really give a lot more detail in Cyborg and Steppenwolf characters because Steppenwolf was the most just generic. Wow, I'm a bad guy. I want to take a world because I'm bad. And that was it. Like you don't know anything about Steppenwolf at all in the original. Um, and it's not like he's a character like the Joker or Venom or Green Goblin. Where it's okay if you don't really explain his backstory because everyone knows him anyway. That's Green Goblin. Who doesn't know Green Goblin? But no one knows who freaking Steppenwolf is. Like even I, I'm a, I'm a casual comic book reader. I'm a casual superhero fan. I enjoy it. I'm sure. I don't know freaking Steppenwolf. You know what I mean? So like even I watched the first movie. Like, who the hell is this loser? Where's Darkseid? Give me Darkseid. And that's what like Hayden was saying too. Like. Where's Darkseid? Why, who's Sassel? And it, 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 but they explain it a lot better in, in the uh, Snyder Cut. That's for sure way better done. Discuss everything Warner Brothers right now, because they're really the only ones coming out with real content right now. They, they're really saving 2021 here for me. But uh, there's 
some stuff going on for Netflix. Tristan, have you seen any Netflix's movies recently? Any other new releases? New releases? Yeah, I watched the um, the Operation of Varsity Blues documentary that came out like a week ago or two weeks ago now. I never even heard of that. What was that? How how was it? it was, I thought it was pretty good. It's, you know what it's about, right? It's the um, no. The college admission scandals, where it uh, oh, okay. came out a couple, it came out, came out a couple of years ago, where rich people were paying paying this guy off to make their children look like athletes or whatever, so they can get into like Harvard or Stanford or you know big universities that are really hard to get into. And so it's basically just showing how they did it, how this guy was able to manipulate the system to get these kids in, you know, why these rich people parents were paying for the children to get in, and like actresses like Felicity Hoffman and they, um, what's the other one? One of the ones from Fuller House, um, they, they they were involved in this, and some other like CEOs and things like that were all involved in this, just paying this guy, you know, half a million dollars or whatever to get the kid into like, the best cool. university. And so, yeah, the documentary all about it. It, it, it explained it pretty well. I thought it was a pretty solid documentary. Half the documentary, I've never seen a documentary like this before, where half of it was like reenactments, and so it was literally half reenactments, half like talking about it. So it sort of served as both a documentary and sort of like a biopic also. There's some reenactments in it that are, you know, scripted to right. actors. I thought it was pretty good. That's funny because I actually just watched a documentary that uh, for our anniversary, Andrea bought me two Criterion movies. And one of them ended up actually being a documentary slash reenactment of certain scenes. And me and her thought that was interesting as well. Because, yeah, you don't see that very much for documentaries. Yeah, at least I haven't seen documentaries like it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, we just watched that recently, and we're like, oh, uh, we didn't realize this documentary at first until later in the movie. We're like, oh, wait a second. Oh, interesting. Yeah, you don't see it very often. But, uh, no. yeah, I watched uh, Bad Drive. Uh, don't watch that, Tristan. Was it Bad Drive or Bad Trip? Oh, maybe it was Bad Trip, actually. See, I already forgot what it was called. Yeah, you messaged, you messaged me, this is terrible, which means I'm 100% going to watch this. Um, there's to, no way I'm not watching this now. To be uh, fair, everyone not also watch it, so I, I I'm 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 going to go in for it. Everyone liked point. about me, to be honest. Really? Um, so you know, if everyone liked about you, I might actually like it. Yeah, it. Uh, people thought it was funny. I just because well, you don't like you don't like a uh, Booksmart, which I thought was fantastic in every way. Oh, Booksmart's way better. No, 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 I like Booksmart. I gave it a three out of five. Like I just I think it's. Oh, okay. I just remember you saying like this is. Remember you going on a rant about how it, it, it's not going to be interesting, it's overrated. Is all you yeah, because people are saying okay. it was like in the top 10. It, to me, Booksmart is less funny than Palm Springs, but it's close to Palm Springs where people were saying this was like the funniest and best movie of 2019, and I thought it was fine. Like, I thought it was fun. Okay, I see. I thought, okay, yeah. I, can, I really like that. I can see why you might think it's a little overrated. I, I love Booksmart. Yeah. But I, I maybe not quite top 10 or anything, but I thought yeah. it was very, very good. No, that's Even fair. But uh, no, I genuinely think Bad Trip is horrible. Like I didn't think anything was funny about it. Uh, there, there was one time I almost laughed. Um, so I was close to giving it a one star, but I gave it half a star. I thought it was horrible. It's really, really easy to make me laugh. So uh, I'll see, you know? Yeah, to me, it's genuinely, it's very similar to Borat, except not funny. But it's like that style. So you might like it. Oh, so it's like real people? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. so it's sort of like Impractical Jokers-esque type stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Impractical Jokers and Borat and stuff like that. It's in that realm. I mean, I really like those kind of things. So I, 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 I'm honestly, I, I'm, I might like this. I'll go in there with tempered expectations. Yeah, it's very popular. I think it's like a 3.5 on Letterboxd. 
Um, and then I gave it half a star. I got, I got a lot of hate from it, but uh, Netflix keeps coming out with new content. And did you hear about the new deal they just bought out uh, this week? Oh, Tristan? yeah, with the, um, with the uh, Knives Out, right? Knives Out, yeah. There is uh, going to be two new Knives Out movies, two sequels for it. And Netflix bought them both for $450 million. Which the thing I'm most surprised by was I didn't expect that movie to cost as much to make. No. For, well, they bought the rights to it, yeah. So, like, this must be like a. Um, must mostly be for the cast. So, the cast will be a large ensemble cast, right? Yeah. So, I'm guessing that's where most of that budget's going then. Oh, most likely, yeah. Because um, they're always huge casts. Yeah, and of course, Daniel Craig's back for both of them. I'm guessing it's not going to be about the Trombleys, it'll be about new families. Yeah, no, it's going to be like the series is going to be with Daniel Craig. So it's going to be Daniel Craig with a whole new cast for each of these two movies. That sounds awesome. I'm 100% on board. Um, hopefully, like, you've seen directors and you know editors and stuff. Like, the editing was really well done. The directing was really well done. Yeah. So hopefully, that also stays the same. But for new cast, new, new, new mystery, I'm 100% on board. I yep. just rewatched that with my mom and my brother, and they both loved it. So I'm sure they're going to yeah um, no it's this, crazy this that they would pay that much money for two movies one thing i've also heard though is some people are saying that yeah they could be releasing these simultaneously in theaters as well as on netflix i've heard, I've heard. i can see that Which i think would be pretty smart i can see that happening yeah i think they're a fun theater experience netflix starts putting some of their movies in theaters you know some of the more theatrical experiences I would be opposed to them start putting some stuff on in theaters as well as on Netflix. No, yeah, I have no issue with them putting in theaters because then it gives people. Well, they've always had it in theaters, but they it's normally like a small like one week window just to qualify for Oscars. It's not really like. Yeah, it is for Oscar push stuff, right? Yeah, they don't put any of the Adam Sandler movies in theaters. You can be Halloween with everyone no. in theaters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I have so no issue with the. Uh, yeah. Like. Yeah, I have no issue with Netflix putting their movies in theaters to just maybe get more revenue by having people watch it there or to just kind of get the hype going for these movies. Oh, wow, the theatrical release. I might check it out there instead. Uh, as long as they don't do, don't do like a $30 upcharge on their site, that's fine with me. Netflix never was. I could maybe see them put in theaters only for a couple weeks and then bring on Netflix yeah. a few weeks later. Yeah, I can see that as well. But I'm very excited for both. And like you said, I'm very excited with the path they're going where it's Daniel Craig doing a mystery with another ensemble cast. That's what I want because a lot of shows and movies that have that mystery format, like Scream. First movie was very fun. Who's the bad guy? Who did it? Oh, this person did it. It's so much fun. The reason why I only think, I think the first one's great and the other ones aren't is because after the first movie, every other movie, you know which people are not the killer because they weren't there the killer the first time, right? And you know who's immune because they're not going to kill off the three lead characters because they were they just survived the first one. They kind of want them for the series. Yeah, I agree. And it also was getting a little coincidental. Like, all right, how many murders are happening within this one family? Exactly. Another family died. It's like, how, how, how coincidental is one family keeps having people getting off by other family members? Like, you know, I mean, it gets a little like, all right, a little stupid just for the movie, you know? No, I agree. Yeah, it kind of starts stretching the believability of it. And so yeah. I'm I'm stoked to just have Daniel Craig do his wacky accent and just another random wacky crew. I think that's exactly what murder mystery films should be about. Uh, I think more should take that path. Of You can have one guy who's 
logically supposed to be there, and everyone else is new. I think we just need more murder mysteries in general. I agree, uh, especially in a world where there's so many remakes and sequels. A, a good old-fashioned murder mystery, even though this is a sequel now for Knives Out 2, uh, it's still going to hopefully feel fresh, because uh, the first one yeah. was just so unique for 2019. Yeah, well, they are coming out with a, um, I haven't seen the first one yet, the Murder on the Orange Express, but they're coming out with the sequel, Death on a Nile, sometime this year. Oh, I didn't realize that there was a sequel for that. But yeah, I heard that one was good, too. I should definitely watch that. But yeah, I, that I like was a remake. Mystery. That was a remake of a uh, an old Cindy Lumet film. He's the guy that made 12 Angry Men, which I know you're a fan. Oh my gosh, yes. I love that movie. Yeah, because I read a book by him, and they, uh, he talks about how he made that movie also. Yeah, so you might want to check out the original. If you like Murder Mysteries and obviously like Lumet's work, you, you should probably check out the uh, the first Murder on the Order. I haven't seen it, so I can't think it was good or not. Probably would check that out, actually. Yeah, no, that wouldn't be too bad at all. So one more little story here. I think this is interesting. Tristan, have you heard of NFTs? Yeah, of course. Yes, I figured you would know more about this than I do. What does it stand for again? I have it here. Uh, it stands non -fungible for... Non-fungible tokens. Yeah, non-fungible tokens. Yeah, so they just sold the NFT for the overly attached girlfriend meme. Oh. A classic. Yeah, a true classic in the making. Everybody knows that meme from like 2012 of the wide-eyed, overly attached girlfriend. And it was sold for $400,000. Yeah, that sounds all right. I think Jack Dorsey sold the very first tweet for over a million dollars as a non-fungible token. Oh, really? Yeah, he sold the very first tweet. What was the very first tweet? I think it was just like, be right back. I'm sending them my Twitter. I think it was the very first tweet. It was something, someone was setting on my Twitter. It's like, yeah. I'll be back on my Twitter. Or sounds about right. Or setting on my Twitter or something like that. Yeah, sounds about and right. he spelled Twitter, though, T-W-R, like abbreviated Twitter. I guess he started that to be a thing. I don't know. <laughs> he thought you'd start the trend. I appreciate that. Yeah, he tried. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I just thought that was interesting. And, uh... What's the point of the uh, NFTs? I okay. So it's basically like it means you technically own that image now. Right? Yeah, you own that image. But the thing is, like, obviously, you can just download the same image from the internet, right? Of course, you don't technically own the original; you only own the copy, right? So people argue like in art, obviously, the original is the only worth money, right? How many fake Mona Lisas are there? Like, you know, just printing, prints you can buy in a gift shop, right? Millions, but how many actual movies are there? Just one. How much is it worth? Way freaking more than any of the copies are. But the thing is, that's because that's actual physical art. When it's online, my copy is the exact same image as the one you supposedly own. There's no benefit to the original at all. It's still just an, an image copy. Um, so it's more so just something to buy and sell because people need that value, right? And a three dollar bill is only worth twenty dollars. It's a piece of paper or plastic that has a number twenty on it. And it's only worth $20, and you and I both agree it's worth $20. But that one, that one image, that one NFT is only worth money because people agree that, yeah, that's worth money. Not that there's an actual value in it, um, because you can just download the same photos or, or whatever online. So it's really just sort of like a thing you buy and sell, basically digital art, but a, um, you can just copy the same art for free if you care with the actual image. 
well, if Warner Brothers wants to make up some money off of losing so much from the Snyder Cut, they should just like sell photos that they put up on their on the online service and start selling that. The fans would love it. Yeah, well, that's one issue with NFT, though, right? Like, I doubt the person who sold this one for the crazy girlfriend meme actually is either the crazy girlfriend or the one that took the picture. Because I can just go get any image, create it, make it into an NFT myself, and then sell it, right? And now that image can only be an NFT once, right? You can only make it once. You can't make a second crazy girlfriend NFT. It's not possible. So you're going to take any image and make an NFT yourself and then sell it for lots of money. Well, Tristan, uh, you are wrong. The overlay attached, like the girlfriend that is, the overlay attached girlfriend meme is the one that sold it. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So she was the one that made money off of it. Well, that's good then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there you go. At least something good came out of this. She got to walk away after years and years of using her face as a meme. She finally got back. She finally got back at that normal boyfriend who had to put up with her for X amount of time. Yeah, exactly. There you have it. The uh, NFT of her sold for four hundred thousand um, dollars. What meme do you think would sell for more, Tristan? Harambe. I was just thinking. I was like, that, that, we all know the iconic Harambe picture. Uh, that I think that would go for quite a bit. That would for sure sell for more. Confused Penguin. I think as more classic memes, Confused Penguin might sell for more. Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. What about the Velociraptor? Do you think that would go for higher or lower? No, I don't think Veloc- Velociraptor isn't as used. Yeah, no, I agree. I was thinking maybe Bad Luck Brian. Maybe. Or was I never knew the name of that one, but the guy the guy who looks real high as fuck with a hat on. Yeah. With the cool guy name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's not too bad. But I think cause we don't even really know the name of it, I think over, overly touched girlfriend would still go for more. Overly touched girlfriend's a really good one. Yeah. It, it, the meme formats aren't really a thing anymore. You know what I mean? They're not like at least meme pictures. Meme formats are a thing, but formats are more just like templates that you put your own pictures in nowadays. It's not like a you know, an image with words over it. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Is there a iconic photo that has been used for a meme in the last year? Because uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like, I think Joe Exotic has been used as a meme, like, is one of the most iconic meme characters for, like, the last year, but there's not really a photo that's mm-hmm. iconic. There's that Stonks meme, but that's been around for years. It just surged in popularity with the game Stonks. Yeah. Me. So that, that's most definitely got a big one of this year so far, but it, it's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not a 2020 meme. It's not a new meme for sure. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I didn't think of that, Tristan. How the it's now more the phrases that are popular, not phrases, so much. Phrases, yeah. Yeah, not so yeah. much the photo itself. Yeah, memes have changed a lot throughout the years. Like when we first started, late like back in what, 2011, with memes, it was just like. The girl with the Ghostbusters magazine and like her over top of her or whatever, right? Or right? the kid drinking the beer and goes, you know, like, like they're just a lot simpler back then. Anyone can make a meme. Now you have to have a PhD in comedy to make a good meme, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, nothing else too exciting here. Uh, anything new for you, Tristan? Are you doing anything exciting in the next week or so? Not at all, man. Just Just keep working, you know? Yeah, I don't think I got anything that exciting either. Uh, no new movies coming out. Uh, I think the next big movie is Mortal Kombat. Uh, I'm not excited for that. Are you, Trist? Uh, 
Uh, I, I saw a trailer, but I wanted to go watch a um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah, I think we have a fun action movie. It's Radar. Action movie. I think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's Radar, so it seems like they kind of know its audience. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the first two that came out like, in, the, in the 90s. Um, I've heard the first one has its charm, and I've heard the second one just real crappy. Um, yeah. They're both like only PG, though, which Mortal Kombat needs to be R. Like, the most famous are Mortal Kombat, like fatalities and stuff. So I think those would be pretty cool to see, you know. I agree. Me about that. I think those would be pretty fun. Yeah, I, I think it needs to be R. I agree with that. All right, well, that is everything on our end. Uh, have a fantastic week, guys.